All right, are you ready for the word? We are blessed this, this afternoon, or this morning still, to have with us two special people, servants of God, that God is using powerfully in the nations. Uh, currently, they're based in South Africa, uh, but there they minister not only to their own congregation that they, they started called Gateway, but they also have the Hope uh, International Ministerial Association where they, over, they oversee that and a number of churches that are part of that fellowship. And so in addition to pastoring this, this church, Gateway, they also oversee uh, over 200 churches uh, in the South African region and beyond. Um, but our history goes all the way back to 1984. Um, I was a student at Oral Roberts University. I had been there since 1977 when Apostle, now Apostle Peggy Kamitsi, showed up, uh, an African boy, <laughs> at Oral Roberts University. So I, another African boy at Oral Roberts University, of course, uh, connected with him and, and we developed a friendship um, that has lasted over many years. Uh, now, we also had the privilege of both attending the same church when we were in Tulsa, pastored by Archbishop uh, Joel Aurora. And, and that was a church that we met Pastor John Cusick in as well. And so we have a history that goes all the way back to 1984. And while there, the Lord blessed him to meet a beautiful young lady uh, called Sherry. Now she's Prophet Sherry. And together, they're being very, very fruitful. They, they obeyed the first commandment very well. The first commission was be fruitful and multiply, right? And replenish the earth. So they got five children. Amen. Sherry is actually African-American. Uh, but together, they have brought five beautiful children into the world and three grandchildren. Correct? So thank God in Jesus' name. Um, but the last time they were here was when we had just purchased this facility. We weren't even meeting here yet. I'm not even sure whether we had completed purchasing it or we were in the process of purchasing it. I'm not quite sure. But they came and, you know, just saw the exterior and, and we were, I think, still believing God for everything to come through. But they are here and I really, really believe you're going to be blessed by their ministry to us this morning. They were a tremendous blessing in the first service and I know God's going to use them again. So at this time, would you please welcome Apostle Beggy Kamitsi. Amen. And in fact, Prophet Cherry, would you come? Maybe you can greet us. You all can be seated. Come, come and greet us before, before the apostle speaks. Yes. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, praise the Lord. Won't you give the Lord Jesus another praise? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Before I get into the word of God and, and I honor the headship of this incredible ministry and really treasure the relationship that God has blessed us with, with Bishop. Um, back then he was just DJ, and, uh, but you were already married, you know, when we met, yes, uh, with Lady Chris, and uh, it brings back so many fond memories at World Revival Temple with Bishop, now Archbishop Joel LaRoe, and amen, Sister Loretta, and uh, it's just an honor to be here, amen. And uh, we just feel we're at home, we're family, amen. But before I go any further, I'm going to hand over to my one and only, amen. And my sugar, my spice, my all things nice. We're married now 32 years, praise the Lord. Uh, and uh, I'll give, let it give you a greeting, amen. <laughs> praise the Lord. I greet you in the awesome and powerful name of our Lord and King, Jesus Christ, Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, I just want to thank God for the honor and the privilege of being with you this morning. We, we uh, love and appreciate your, your headship, um, your pastors, senior pastors, um, Bishop Darlington Johnson and, and Lady Chris. Um, 
As, as my husband has said, we, we went to school together. <laughs> so it's, it's amazing how, what God has done and how the Lord has been blessing them so powerfully. And we're just so, so excited, so thankful to God for all that he has done in Harvesters Intercontinental. Amen. Amen. We thank God. We thank God for um, a harvest and, and all that God is doing in this place. And I just sense in my spirit, God has great things in store for this service. I just, how many people are expecting? I'm expecting. <laughs> I'm expecting great things from the Lord. And I, I just hear in my spirit, I just want everyone, please, if you could stand on your feet, I just need to release a prophetic word over this house in obedience to the Holy Spirit. Just lift your hands to the Lord. For yea, says the Lord, I move you, harvest, into a new level and into a new dimension. I promote you this day. I promote your headship this day, says the Lord. And I take you over to the other side of fulfillment and purpose, says the Spirit of the living God. I cause you to be a beacon in the land, not only in the city, but in the region and in the nation, says the Lord. And I raise you to prominence, says the Spirit of the living God. And I cause you to run through a troop and to leap over a wall individually and corporately says the spirit of the living God for I have fashioned you for such a time as this says the Lord I have moved and I have I'm moving you into a new dimension of, of, of authority and power says the spirit of the living God and of accomplishment in the realm of the spirit and in the natural says the spirit of the living God know that I have answered you this day and for the the true sons and, and daughters that have stood with the man and woman of God know that I have answered you this day and given you divine breakthroughs and answered prayer and divine shiftings I have shifted things in your favor says the spirit of the living God know that I have answered you today and I have already made the way before you I've granted you victory on all side and I've given you assurance that I am with you says the spirit of the Lord know that I have raised this work to to glorify my name says the Lord and to accomplish great things in the kingdom not only here but globally says the spirit of the living God and and even as you are doing it I am multiplying even that grace says the spirit of the living God and I have am, and taking you to new heights and deeper depths in me therefore know that I have answered you this day I've already made the groundwork uh, straight before you says the spirit of the living God and I've given you authority to take uh, take nations for my glory says the spirit of the living God let's give Jesus a hand thank you Lord Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. Uh, I was caught between two messages as I was sharing with the bishop um, this morning and I really feel um, I know where the Holy Spirit wants us to go. Uh, in this session, praise the Lord, get the CD or download it, watch it on YouTube. Uh, the first service is really will bless your life. Um, but the Lord has laid a mandate on our lives concerning the Holy Spirit. And because of that, uh, God led me to read, to write a book called The Holy Spirit Empowered Life. Uh, it's available on Amazon and Kindle, and you can download it, you can order it. And your bishop is, wrote the foreword of that book. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that should tell you something. You should get the book. Amen. And it will really uh, bless your life. And, but the Lord has really been speaking to me and dealing with me uh, about a couple of things. I'm just going to flow with the Spirit as we get into the Word. And the first, there are two words that have been recurring um, to me over the last few years. And this is pre and during covid uh, time and so forth, which I believe is passing or past. Um, and the first word is revival, and the second word is reformation. Revival and reformation. Um, new wine into new wineskins, and you'll see as we go why I'm sharing this. And how many people believe God is doing a new thing? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And, uh, and we are in those days now when that new thing is springing forth, glory to God. And he is doing an incredible thing in the earth. And, and I believe that God is kindling something here um, in the earth that he prophesied about. So in order to, to really get deeper, I want us to go to John chapter 2, verse 3. 
John, the second chapter, uh, verse 3. We're just going to read that one verse. It says, And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And now let's go to uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 13, and normally it will be the New King James Version. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 13. Uh, the Bible says, Others mocking said, They are full of new wine. Hmm. So at the very beginning of Jesus' miracle, we hear these words, they have no wine. And then here in Acts of the Apostles, after the Holy Spirit has come, we hear the words, they are full of new wine. I really believe that there's something significant about this first miracle that Jesus performs in Cana of Galilee. Why would this be his first miracle? Uh, this is the only time we hear him turning water into wine. Uh, he had, we thought if it was going to be a miracle, we heard about him making the lame walk, making the blind see. Surely he would have done something in that direction. Why would he start with something so unexpected like turning water into wine. I mean, it's an inconvenience. It's even an embarrassment to the host of the wedding that they would run out of wine. But really, was it really necessary for him to turn water into wine? It was a luxury. You know, uh, they could have had water to the rest of the end of the wedding. Uh, or, you know, but, but yes, here's Jesus turning water into wine. Why? I really believe it was because it was prophetically significant regarding Jesus' ministry that he was a baptizer in the Holy Spirit and with fire, just like John the Baptist prophesied, that he would come and baptize in the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, in order to do that, he had to go through the assignment of redemption. He had to go to the cross. He had to shed his blood so he can deal with the issue of sin, the barrier that existed between God and man so that the Holy Spirit could enter and dwell in the people that were redeemed. Can I hear you? amen there? So it is really not about the wine itself here in this story. The, the wine is a visual prophecy of what was to come. Glory to God. It was about the Holy Spirit that was going to be sent to the church in Acts of the Apostles. In other words, it was the end game of why Jesus came. Glory to Jesus. And so Jesus Christ now turns his water into wine. And the story starts here. They have no wine. They have no wine. Which means that they are out of the flow of wine. They are out of the flow of the spirit. They are out of the flow of the Lord and therefore, things have come to a standstill in the wedding. And I truly believe that in the body of Christ today, when we look at what God is doing, and I'm, there are great things that God is doing. God is doing great things here in Harvest Intercontinental Church and in different parts of the world. And we thank God for that. But when we look at it, uh, and I've had a privilege like you have, Bishop, and uh, Dr. Uh, John Cusick back there, praise the Lord. Uh, we've lived long enough to experience revival, to have seen revival. We've seen revivals come. We've seen them peak. We've seen them fade. We've seen them go. And so uh, when we look at that, many times it appears to me 
that we are operating in the momentum of past moves of God as the body of Christ. And in the body of Christ level, we're out of wine. I remember in Swaziland when there was a revival, and the thing about revival is you're not usually aware that you're in it until it ends. You're not conscious that you're in a revival. You're just like, let's just be there. Let's do that. Let's do. And, 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 and God was moving in our nation in the kingdom of Swaziland. That's where I was born. My mother is, uh, my dad is from, was from Swaziland and my mother is from South Africa. She is Zulu. My dad was Swazi. So I grew up in Swaziland, but I'm also a South African. Um, and we were in Swaziland at the time there was such a revival, we weren't even aware of it. They had lunch hour meetings, and people would come from different churches, different denominations, come together at lunchtime in the workplace, and people get saved, get filled with the Holy Spirit, get delivered, get healed. Churches started to open their buildings at lunchtime, and people would come from different churches, and God was just moving. There were national revivals. The they would fill the stadiums with, with masses of people. Uh, men of God would come from different parts of the world and minister in the nation. The king, the royal family, the parliament, the cabinet, everybody would come out. And it was a revival. And we were not even aware of it, that it was a revival until there was no wine. Until people got sober. In the sense of no longer being in the flow of the Spirit. Someone say, flow, Holy Spirit, flow. Flow, Holy Spirit, flow. Hallelujah. I believe that we're in a season now where we can say in many parts of the church, many parts of the body, maybe on an individual basis, many believers in the house of God that there is no wine, that they're out of wine. And that wine, remember, we are talking about the Spirit. We're talking about the flow of the Holy Spirit. Stay with me. Now, new wine requires new wineskins. Am I right about it? That's what Jesus said. And, uh, and that that's talking about reformation, that if there's going to be a new wine, that the Lord is going to pour out, thank you, Holy Spirit, upon the world, upon all flesh, that new wine requires new wineskins, new containers, and, uh, and those, those containers are speaking about reformation. That is structure. That is models of ministry. That's how we do church. Uh, if there's anything that this COVID did in the body of Christ was make us rethink the wineskin to rethink how we do church, okay? The methodology, how do we get the word out there, and how, to, like, using technology, and, and all these kinds of things, and, and how we structure our ministries, and churches have downsized, and, and churches have, have changed structures, and moved out of certain buildings to others. It's all about this molding, or should I say this preparation of the wineskin of the wine for the wine that the Lord now is going to pour out upon all flesh. A new thing is coming. Can I hear you say amen? amen. Glory to God. And I, and I truly believe that, that eye has not seen it, ear has not heard it. Uh, it has not entered into the heart of man what God is about to do uh, and has begun to do. And I want to correct myself to say he has already begun to do it. Glory to God. It's not coming. It's here. It's a question of whether we get in the flow or not. Hallelujah. Whether we stay in the flow or not. Glory to God. But let, let me go into this now as to why would Jesus... Now, if... if if it is to be consistent, and Jesus talks about wine and wineskins, surely Jesus would have used wineskins and told them to put water into the wineskins. They were there. That's how they got the wine in the first place. And uh, so the wineskin was usually out of a skin of a goat or an animal that was treated in a certain way. 
and then it was, uh, uh, you know, they put the wine in there, it would expand, it would hold that wine, and then after it was mature, it would pour it out. Okay, and that's how they contained wine. So why didn't Jesus use the used wineskins that were already there before they ran out? Why did he use water pots? Can I suggest to you that the reason why Jesus used water pots instead of wineskins, he was so radical about this, was that water pots have a greater capacity. Wineskins hold about one gallon, maybe half a gallon. There were different sizes, but not very much. Uh, you could sling it over your shoulder and it would be just like a, a sachet or a satchel or a handbag. And, it, and that was it, one kilo um, or two. And, uh, but a, a water pot held 20 to 30 gallons of water. So someone say a greater capacity. Because where God wants to take the church now is going to require a greater capacity than the one gallon uh, wineskin of the past. Also because it has a greater durability, glory to God. It can handle the pressure of carrying 20, 30 gallons of water. So it can handle more pressure than a wineskin, which had the potential of cracking, of bursting, and losing its wine over time. It had, uh, watch this, an unrestricted flow. Because a a, a wineskin had a bottleneck. You had to, there was a cork in the bottle, something similar to a cork, and you remove the cork, and then you squeeze out and pour out the wine, you put the cork back in the bottle, and so forth. When you're talking about a water pot, it had no bottleneck, which means there was no restriction to the flow. Glory to God. There could be no restriction to the flow. Someone say an unrestricted flow. And let me just break it down a little bit further because, you see, in the previous moves of God, Bishop, um, what the, the move of God came through the bottleneck of the ascension gifts, which means that apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers like myself were the main or the only way that the body or the world got wine. It came through a few people but the problem is that it was such a tight bottleneck that you can only reach so many people in a certain space of time. But if, that means that practically, uh, if there's 20 people, okay, we can use a wineskin because you bring one glass of wine, you pour it out, okay, that's it. All right, pour in next glass, okay. And then, look, okay, you gotta squeeze that. Okay, there you go. Okay, 20 people are served. What if there's 5,000 and one wineskin? See, there are a lot of people that are not going to get wine. And what God is saying in this hour and this season is that the ascension gifts are given for the equipping of the saints, which means to empower the saints for what? For the work of ministry so that the church, the body of Christ, does the work of the ministry and the ascension gifts are ministering to the ministers and are showing how it's done so that there is no bottleneck. In other words, that you and you and you are equipped to win souls, to make disciples, to heal the sick, cast out demons, preach the gospel... Hallelujah, under the leadership and direction of ascension gift ministers in the body of Christ, but you are going to be the ones now that are going to be used by God for the wine to flow. Someone say, let it flow. Let it flow. No more bottlenecks. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so God is saying it's time for this to happen because if you put so much pressure on the wineskin to keep on pouring to everybody, you're going to wear out the wineskin. You're going to wear out the wineskin. And, and many times um, we have wondered why uh, things have gone wrong, and I'm not justifying it. I'm not, you know, going to go into names or whatever, you know, when there's scandals in the pulpit and all this. And we wonder why, but, but let, let me, let, let's break it down a little bit. Uh, I'm a PK. I'm five-generation preacher, so I, I'm, I know this. I've seen it for generations. So you have a situation where uh, uh, the pastor is required to be in the pulpit every Sunday. He must have a word, a good word, a powerful word, knock it out of the ballpark work every Sunday. He must be there for prayer. He must be there for Bible study. He must be there for the meetings. He must be there for counseling. He must be there for hospital visitation. He must be there for weddings. He must be there for funerals. Hold up, hold up a little bit. He's married. He has a wife. He has children. So when does he spend time with his wife and with his children? Hmm? I'm a PK I know. And our children now grow up and as preachers, children, and now they got issues. They got issues. Like, Dad, you weren't there when this thing happened. And Mom, you know, you were busy when this thing happened. And, and so on and so forth. And that's just the beginning but it can get to a point that if you keep on squeezing that wineskin over and over and over again and demanding it to do the work of 500 people, 1,000 people, something is going to break down somewhere. Okay? Something is going to break down somewhere. God never intended it to be that way he intended that the body of Christ should do the work of the ministry and the ascension gifts apostles prophets pastors teachers evangelists should be the ones that equip the body empower the body strengthen the body encourage the body lead the body for the body to do the work of the ministry <laughs> hallelujah so this is why Jesus chooses water pots. Now, the making of a water pot is different to the process of a wineskin. A wineskin does not require fire. But a water pot is made out of clay. It's put on a, on a wheel, you know, potter's wheel, and it's molded there, and then it goes into fire. And this is why I know that in this season and this time, God is raising or building wineskins also. Why? Because there is more fire now than there was before. How many people agreed that COVID was a fire? Okay. And how many people have been through some fire in recent times? Come on, somebody. Are we in church? Yes, if we're to be honest, everybody here has gone through some fire or another. Could be in your finances, could be in your marriage, could be in your family, could be on the job, could be in your health, could be in whatever circumstance. And the fire is hotter now than it ever was before. Come on, somebody. You know, I had some health challenges last year. The Lord just healed my body after three months of, of real, real issues. Went to surgery uh, three times and so on and so forth. And uh, it was a fire that I went through. But guess what? When we go through the fire, it is necessary for the clay hallelujah, to go through the fire so that it can become stronger, it can become more solid, hallelujah, glory to God, and we go through things, praise the Lord, 
but we're, we're, we're cast down, but not destroyed. Glory to God. Always carrying about in our body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we've gone through the fire. Hallelujah. Why? Because God is making us into water pots. Hallelujah. I believe that we, st we are still have a long way or some way to go to the standards of the early church. Uh, God said these last days he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And, uh, and we are in a place where some people have wine. I like, 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 like harvest, praise the Lord, you all have wine. But how many people know that there are levels? Hmm? There are levels of everything. You can have fullness, uh, or you can be almost empty uh, of something. Some people might be full. Some people might be close to empty uh, as far as wine is concerned. Uh, but we need to get full again. Can I hear you? Amen. Because when we talk about the fullness of the Spirit, we mean an abundant flow of new wine. Now, I don't know if you remember this in, um, in geography, but I remember in my geography class when the teacher talked about an oxbow lake. An oxbow lake. And just to remesh, re refresh you if you forgot uh, or you didn't learn it. An oxbow lake is what happens when a river has been flowing for some time. Which means now it's at a flatland. It's no longer up there in the mountains and the rapids, the waterfalls. It's now come to the lowland. And when it comes to the lowland, it's carrying a lot of silt and all that. And it's flat and it starts meandering. It starts going like this and like that and like this. Now, whenever it creates a bend, a serious bend, something can happen. And that is that that bend in that river can become so silted up that the river itself begins to create a shortcut to join the river at the other end of the bend. So now you have the real river flowing straight and then you got this bend that can get completely cut off from the main flow, it becomes stagnant and it can eventually actually dry up because it has been cut off from the flow. So which means that we can be people in the body of Christ, and I'm talking about me and you, whereby once we were in the flow, but because of the cares of this life, and because of whatever it is that distracts us from the direction of the flow of the river, we end up becoming, you know, meandering and can be in danger. That's not your portion in Jesus' name. But you can be in danger of being cut off from the flow and being bypassed by the Spirit of the living God and things can still continue for a while, for a season. But if that river is not flowing, it is in danger. That's not your portion in Jesus' name. Shout, Holy Spirit, flow. Holy Spirit, flow. Now, so what is the biblical evidence of being in the flow of the Spirit? Um, this may, it's not going to be the conventional way you might hear it. I don't know. Um, and this is not all in my book because you, you just read it. Number one I, is, the, what I, is the unforced speaking in unknown tongues. Unforced speaking in unknown tongues. Interesting, the Bible says, and they were all filled. This is Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. And they were all filled. And they were all what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. And then there's a conjunction. It says, and, which means that subsequent... To being filled, what happened? They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So the infilling of the Holy Spirit is a thing by itself. 
It, is a, it, it does not take long. It can be very brief. It does not have to be dramatic. It can be, but it is just like taking a drink of water, breathing in. It's just that simple. But what happens after that is the manifestation of the biblical evidence of being filled or being in the flow. And one of them is speaking in unforced, unknown tongues. You know that you're no longer in the flow when it takes a lot of effort for you to pray in tongues. Because the Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers. So if the river is flowing, then it's not a big effort to speak in those tongues because it's flowing. But if the water level is down, now you have to pump it up. You have to work it up. You need to put a lot more effort to be able to start praying in the tongues because the water level is low. Okay, so there's a, what I, I deliberately call it unforced because no one said they must speak with tongues. It just happened. It was just spontaneous. It just happened. Uh, and that's, and that, 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 that is one of the biblical evidences of being in the flow. We're talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a separate matter. But being in the flow of the Spirit, this is one of. Number two is a special anointing for ministry. A special anointing for ministry. Uh, when the Holy Spirit came, Peter preached on the day of Pentecost and there was a special anointing. Number three, a special grace for prayer. A special grace for prayer. The early church was marked by the spirit of prayer. Uh, and I know you know this. Uh, it was not something that was on the side somewhere. It was something that was core. It was central to what the church did. They were known by prayer. Uh, it is a special grace for prayer. Um, where when, this, when the flow comes and is operating at the level it should, prayer is easy. But if I'm not in the flow, prayer is work. And prayer was never supposed to be work. It's supposed to be fellowshipping, communicating with God. Okay? And I know that there's warfare prayer and every other different prayer, but I'm saying that when one is in the flow, then there's a grace for that. There's a strength for that. You find yourself praying longer than you planned. When you're in the flow, how many people know what I'm talking about? You may plan to pray for 30 minutes. You find an hour and a half has passed. And you were not planning to, to pray for one and a half hours. And you don't feel tired either, you know. And three hours later, there you are again praying. Glory to God. Not because of the problem in your life, but there's a flow. Someone say flow, Holy Spirit, flow. Hallelujah. Flow. This, this is the life of a person that's in the flow. Ask your neighbor, are you in the flow? Okay, I know that you might have been in the flow five years ago, maybe even six months ago, maybe even a month ago, but are you in the flow now? Glory to God, because we need to be in the flow now. Glory to God. There's a victory over the flesh when we're in the flow. Galatians 5, 17 says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So, what that means is, when we're in the flow of the Spirit, the flesh is at its lowest point. Does that make sense? Because these two are in opposition, like a seesaw. If one is up, the other one's down. So, if the, if the Spirit is up, then the flesh is down. It's under control. When the flesh is up, then the spirit is down. Then the flesh is in control. These two fight against one another. So when we're in the flow, it is much easier to overcome temptation and sin. Hallelujah. Can I hear you? Amen. Okay. Then there's also spontaneous praise and thanksgiving to God. Spontaneous praise and thanksgiving to God comes in the flow. No one taught me how to praise the Lord. And I say that because the church I was raised in did not lift hands. They did not clap. 
they did not dance, they did not like music instruments. And many times we might have gone through those churches growing up and so forth. But I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I was hungry for God. And uh, during this revival I was talking about, they had cottage meetings. That's what we call them. So people would just open their homes by the Spirit of the living God, invite anybody, come on. We're having a, a, a worship night, a time with the Lord tonight. We'll see what God does. And we would get together and worship the Lord like that. And I'm, I'm a newbie, okay? I'm new to this. So I'm kind of observing things. And I'm a young blood. And I'm like, mm, I want to see what's going on here. Okay, what are these old folk doing? Okay, because I ain't going to take everything. You know, I'm a young blood. So, so I'm, 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 I'm just there, but I'm not skeptical, but, you know, I'm guarded. So they start worshiping the Lord, and there's no pastor there. I'm like, that's odd. Maybe, maybe some people were deacons or elders in the churches. I don't know. We didn't use titles or anything. It was brother so-and-so. And I'm not saying anything about, about that. I'm simply saying that it was not a regular service where, you know, there was an order of service and, you know, all of this. The people just worshiping. So I figured, okay, let me, but why are they closing their eyes? So I think, okay, well, nobody's minding me, so I'm going to close my eyes too. So I close my eyes and... I'm just waiting for the next thing in the program because, okay, this is what you do when you're getting ready to do what you really need to do. So, <laughs> so I close my eyes and I'm just waiting for what's next in the program. Then this, I felt the presence. And as I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit, I was like, wait a minute, someone's disturbing me because it's like someone stood behind me and started touching my elbows and lifting up my hands. I said, who would dare disturb my worship of my God and actually touch me while I'm busy just worshiping the Lord? I mean, what's, what's this thing about lifting hands anyway? What's up with that? So I was like, I want to catch them. And when my hands were up here, I turned around and there's nobody there. And we're in the living room. We're in the living room. Everybody's just worshiping the Lord. And those days we used to sing songs like, Hallelujah. 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 You know it. And, and so, so they're just worshiping the Lord. And, and then I'm, I feel these hands again. I'm like, okay, I'm going to catch them this time. I'm going to read them. But I'm not going to wait until my hands are up here. I'm going to wait till they're halfway. Uh-huh. Then I'm going to turn around. So I do that. <laughs> Nobody there. I said, boy, they're fast. Phew. I didn't know where did they go. <laughs> then we carry on worshiping. My hand, I'm like, bring my hands down. What's this? There's nothing up there. There's nothing down here. So... Why am I lifting these hands? And uh, we carry on worshiping. Hallelujah. And then I feel these hands again. And this time, it's like I felt the Lord saying to me, it's me. Don't worry about it. It's okay. And when I lifted up my hands, I felt, oh, this is so much better. This is so much better. I felt a flow in the spirit that I never felt before. Thank you very much. Now, this is me. This is me. I'm not making a doctrine out of this. I'm saying, this is me. I'm like, that's how I feel a flow in my spirit. And I learned, and I never put down my hands, you know, during that time in the worship when I feel the presence of the Lord and so forth, it just happens and I'm happy and it, it, it's okay. And, you know, I'm talking about when we're in the flow, there is spontaneous praise and thanksgiving to God. And people would just start a song and people would join that song. Someone else starts a song. There was no, I'm not against worship team. This is a cottage meeting. It was not a church service. So anybody could start a song and people would just sing that song. And, you know, we could go on for hours. No one looked at the time. And no one's thinking about the Sunday roast. No one is thinking about, you know, 
whatever they need to think about. It was just worship and praise and we just love Jesus and we could go on. We used to have all night prayer. Oh, we used, no one is telling us there was no crisis. We just wanted to serve God and we start off in the evening and, and before you know it, it's two o'clock in the morning, we're just getting started. And the next thing you know, it's five in the morning. It's like, oh, do we have to go? We, we were just caught up in the presence. How many people have experienced that? Someone say, Lord, do it again, do it again, do it again in my life. Hallelujah. Some, some people don't know all that. Some people never experienced all that. But it didn't come out of a program. It came out of a flow. It came out of a move. It came out of the spirit of the living God. And there was a grace. And when the grace ended, hey. All night prayer, whoo, was a battle. It was a battle to get through that night. You're trying to figure out how am I going to make it till five in the morning when I'm falling asleep at 11. So here in Acts chapter 2, 11, it says, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues, the wonderful works of God. Interesting that the tongues that they spoke were the wonderful works of God. They were praising and worshiping God. Let me move. Another sign of the being in the flow is the powerful operation of the gifts of the Spirit. Powerful operation of the gifts. We see that in the gates, beautiful. The lame man being healed and miracles happening and so forth. This is one of the signs of being in the flow. Glory to God. And then... Walking in the love of God, walking in the love of God. Acts chapter 2 verse 44 says, Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So, that means that they were walking in the love of God. So let me get to a close. How do we get into this abundant flow? How do we get into this abundant flow? Well, let me just say this. What happened there? They went to Jesus' mother, and Jesus' mother said, whatsoever he says to you, what? Do it. So what is the secret here? The key is find Jesus. Amen. To be in the flow, to get new wine, find Jesus. Jesus. Now you say, well, I've already found him. I'm born again. No, 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 no. You can be living for Jesus. You can be serving Jesus. You can be preaching for Jesus and you can lose Jesus. What I mean is on a personal relationship level where our relationship with Jesus is not current. And the Spirit of the Lord wants us to reconnect very deeply with Jesus Hallelujah, because he's the source, he's the direction, he's the destination of the river. Glory to God, he's the source of the river, he's the direction of the river, he's the destination of the river. And when, and when we stay connected to Jesus, Jesus connects us to the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. He is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. And when you want to be in the flow, you see, this is, this is the point. Many times we want to go direct and connect, reconnect with the Holy Spirit, but we haven't really reconnected with Jesus. And the Spirit of the Lord wants us to reconnect with Jesus on a really, really deep level. And Jesus connects us to the flow of the Spirit of the living God. And what happens? You have kept the good wine until now, I'm here to tell you that the good wine, the best wine is about to flow in your life and in the body of Christ. I'm here to declare to you that the greater things are yet to come. They are coming now. Things that have never happened before are going to be, oh, glory to God. They're going to begin to happen. Hallelujah. I'm here to say the greater works are going to take place than have ever taken place before glory to God and he's moving the church from one glory to another glory and the best things are yet ahead of us hallelujah and he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh as the bible says someone said this is my time flow holy spirit flow 
as you stand on your feet and give God praise today. Hallelujah. This is your prayer. This is my prayer. This is our prayer. Holy Spirit flow. Flow, Holy Spirit flow. Lift up your hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Reconnect with Jesus and say, Holy Spirit flow. Flow, flow, flow. I want to stay in the flow. I want to be in that flow. That is our prayer today. Renew us, refresh us. We want to be those water pots that you can use to pour out your wine. Praise God. All over, wherever we go. I see that happening right here. I see that happening in your life. I see that happening in this ministry and in this house. That this house is going to be water pots that God is going to continue to send to the nations of the earth with the new wine. Hallelujah. And it's going to flow in the nations of the earth like there's never flowed before. And it's starting even here. It's going to flow from here. There's a, a revival that God is releasing into this house. Hallelujah. A renewal, a restoration, another level. There are great things He has done already. But there's more to come. There's better to come. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you praise, Lord. We give you honor. Now ask the Holy Spirit to fill you afresh and anew. Glory to God. I'm going to hand over to the bishop now. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead and just while you're standing, if you're next to someone, just take their hands, please, and begin to pray for one another. Amen. That we will open up ourselves to be filled again and again again and again may the Holy Spirit fill us to overflowing hallelujah may we walk in that fullness daily go to work in that fullness have lunch full of the Holy Ghost do business full of the Holy Ghost Hallelujah. Go to bed at night, overflowing with praise, speaking in tongues, conscious of Jesus. Rabokosha had dreams and visions. Even at night, the Lord is speaking to us and revealing things to us. We're hearing His voice clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're walking continually being led by His Spirit. We're instruments through whom He is healing the sick. He's delivering the oppressed. Prophetic words are coming out of our mouths. He's revealing hidden things to us. Divine secrets. He's showing us things to come. Lord, we want to walk and live in that flow. We yield, we yield, we yield our spirits. We yield our souls. We yield our emotions. We yield our minds and our thoughts. We present our bodies. Let the flow happen, Lord. Let the flow happen. Roshondo Roshanda Basikileliki Yando Brot Sikila Basa Kababo La Broshanda Baba 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 Yesele Broshondo Basi La Brondo Bosike Yele Brosondo Rosikala Baba 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 Sondo Roshikebe. Let the flow happen, Lord. Let the flow happen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Come on, keep praying. if you're receiving a prophetic word feel free to 
to give utterance to it. You're sensing that there's a word of knowledge or God is leading you to pray for someone for healing. Go ahead and respond during this time. Amen. prompting you to pray for someone if there's a word of knowledge if there's a gift of the spirit uh, step out and let the Lord use you in Jesus name for yea says the spirit of the Lord I am moving the body into a new dimension I'm moving the body into a new dimension in me says the Lord Globally, I'm moving the body into a new dimension in my in authority in the spirit and in the worship and in the praise as never before in high worship in high praises says the spirit of the living God I'm moving forth even musically says the spirit of the living God I'm moving the body of Christ forth even musically and in in intense prayer and in intense worship says the spirit of the living God and I'm causing there to be an overflow I'm causing the water pots to be raised up all over the nations all over my body says the spirit of the living God water pots that will flow and overflow and those that will run with these water pots across the nations I am raising the, my people to run with these water pots of the flow of revival of the flow of, of reformation the flow of, of divine uh, interventions and divine shiftings all over the world I'm raising armies of people who will honor me and glorify me and will run with these water pots of revival and run with the, the flow of the Holy Spirit as never before says the spirit of the living God therefore arise my sons and daughters arise and take your place arise those that have been downcast arise and take your place put on your strength receive new hope receive new joy receive new assurance of my word being performed receive new power receive new grace receive new authority and move forth in power and move forth in might and move forth in victory and move forth in authority move forth run the race that I've set before you and move in a divine acceleration says the Lord and shall I not perform my word with signs and miracles and with healings and deliverances and with transformations and divine interventions even in the nations says the spirit of the living God know that I have brought you to the kingdom my sons and daughters for such a time as this says the spirit of the living God therefore arise on eagles wings arise in prayer arise 
orders. Take your place and run the race that I've set before you. Run the race and run and accomplish the purpose for which I brought you to this earth for, says the Lord. Know that I've answered you this day. Know that I've given you uh, new orders, commanded new orders, new ordinances, and I've opened the scrolls in the heavens. Huh? And I've opened the scrolls in the earth, says the Lord. And I've opened the scrolls before you today. And it shall be so and shall not be otherwise. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen.